I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 21 of Sales Team Rescue. I am your host, Jeremy DeMerchant, and today I want to uh, share something uh, that we haven't talked a whole lot about. We've been, you know, we're 20 episodes in now, and there's something that um, a lot of our amazing guests have touched on, and I want to dig right in. Now, before I do that, though, you don't get to hear a lot from me. I'm asking, you know, normally asking a whole pile of questions for people. But I want to talk a little bit about what it means to start building a sales team. Uh, we talk about um, how do we grow the team? How do we coach the team? How do we listen to call recordings, right? Um, and these are all the tactical pieces that are important. But how do you go about building a team? And I want to make one statement right now that there's a big difference between having a sales team and a peak performing sales team. And not only that, there's a big difference between having a team of sales reps and having a team of people that are in the business of sales. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that because often uh, as small business owners, we say, you know what? I want to bring on a sales rep. And uh, so I'm going to bring them in. I'm going to give them a oh, sorry. Uh, going to bring them a list of leads and they're just going to call through. They're going to connect with people. They're going to make sales. Everything's going to be great. Well, that's not really how it works. And if you've tried that, you know that. And so one of the challenges, no sound. Oh, Craig says there's no sound. Thank you, Craig. Let me double check because there's no point in me continuing to ramble if I actually don't have sound. Thanks for the heads up, Craig. Give me one second to check this out. And a peak performing. Nope. Let me double check. No, okay, I think we're good. Sorry, Craig. I think it might just be you. Check your mute button. Uh, I've got it live here on my monitor. But thank you for piping up and sharing. I appreciate that. Um, so if you've ever gone ahead and hired sales reps, um, one of the biggest challenges is how do you get them going? Right. People can come from all different backgrounds and all different experiences. They could be, uh, you know, someone that calls themselves a high ticket closer. Right. And so they're trained in a way that you give them the lead. They book it on a, they book on a calendar. And then this person shows up and in one call, bam, they go for the close. And I've got a whole other world of opinions about that. Uh, so that was probably a whole other show. But then you've got other people who are business development specialists and they go out and they generate their own leads. They might look at, look at social media platforms like Facebook and LinkedIn. They might go to networking groups. Uh, and these are people that you want to have going out and hunting, right? Generating those leads, finding who is interested. And then there's people that are more of what you might call an account manager. Someone that, um, that will stay with an account that helps them along, that monitors their, their satisfaction, makes sure they're happy, creates this amazing experience. And so these three separate pieces 
um, are really important because often we say, let's make that person one. And you can, uh, but you need to be really clear on what that looks like. So to simplify the big difference, in my opinion, is shifting from someone who is a sales rep, right? Someone that might sit there and close, might do some follow-up calls um, versus someone that's in the business of sales. They look at the big picture from end to end. Where does this prospect come from? What's the experience they go through? What involvement is required from a conversation perspective to move them along? What do you need for materials to support your conversation? What can you share on a screen if you're doing video calls? What do you need to get them to say yes, if it's the right fit? And what happens next? What is the onboarding process? Okay, to make sure that they stay involved in whatever program or product that that you're selling. Okay, think of it as someone in the business of sales is coming in at a 10,000 foot view, looking down going, what's the whole process? Where a sales rep is saying, where's my leads? Okay, so that's the big difference. And so in my mind, the best way to differentiate between someone that is in the business of sales versus someone who is just a sales rep is, are they in a state of peak performance? And so this is why I call this episode, the pillars of peak performance. Uh, because one thing that I work with a lot every day are people, whether they're individual sales reps, um, small business owners that want to map out their system and get better at sales in their own business. Um, even uh, in a larger businesses that have their reps that they, and they want to continue to, to increase their production, right? Increase their performance. Um, and so in this environment that I, that I work in, um, this is it's something we call the peak performance network. We focus on these core pillars of peak performance. So I want to share those with you because I think a lot of them get overlooked. And this is why a lot of business owners think I can just bring somebody in, set them down, give them leads, get them to call. They'll make sales. But the reality of what happens is that you bring somebody in, you take some time, you might get to know them, you give them a list of leads, they have no idea what the conversation is supposed to be. You try to help them along, you try to coach them, and they try to go in and do what you told them to do. They mess it up because they're not an expert in your product yet. And then you jump on the phone and say, no, this is how it's done. And then you're still spending your time. And then you're getting frustrated because you think that the sales rep should be able to just do what you think they're going to do. And that's not how it works. Okay. So the pillars of peak performance that I want to cover are things that we don't think about typically. So number one, I want to talk about accountability. What's the accountability in place for somebody to do their work, right? Um, if you've got the person who is that, that peak performance sales professional, the person that's in the business of sales, what is in place for them to be accountable? See, we're only human, right? I'd like to see, think that I'm a, I'm a great salesperson, um, pretty okay business owner, you know, uh, but I'm not on my game 24 seven. So I need people to hold me accountable. I need targets. I need goals and I need to be able to have mapped out the path or at least been part of the mapping out the path myself. Cause I want to feel like I'm bought into these goals. So how do we design these goals so that they align with the company's goals, but also align with my personal goals? So that's number one, that accountability. And part of that is who's going to hold me to it, right? I can talk about goals, but if nobody ever calls me out on not meeting them, what's the point? So what goals are you setting for your team? 
What goals are you setting for your reps? Do the goals align with the outcome you're looking for? So for example, we talk about goals. We might talk about a number of sales or a revenue goal. Those are great. But in day one, they don't have much control over what the sale is going to be. They don't see that clear path. But if you know statistically in your business, if you have this data, and if you don't, you can guess that if you want to make five sales, that means you need to have, let's just say you've got a traditionally a 10% conversion rate. You need to have 50 qualified sales conversations to make those five sales. And have those 50 qualified sales conversations, you might have to reach out and generate 500 new prospects or leads. So what does that look like in the run of a day? If you want those five sales, what do they need to do? Is it 50 calls a day over 10 days? Is that right? Yeah. Right. Whatever that looks like, because it made that's five sales a week. Maybe it's five sales a month, whatever that is, but work your numbers backwards. So you want to, you want to reward the main results. You want sales, you want opportunities. But if you just say, go get sales, a lot of people don't know what you're asking. Right. So be really, really clear and hold them accountable. Hey, I want you to go reach out and have five good conversations today or 10 good conversations today. Or here's a list of people that are interested in something from a while ago. Make some calls on there. Get through, do, do 30 calls through it today. Let me know what you hear. Let me know what they're saying. Ask them questions. Find other challenges. Right. Be really, really clear. One thing we find is that it's really tough for business owners to hold their reps accountable. They've got too much stuff going on, right? You're working on your business. You don't want to be in your business. That's the whole point of you scaling and bringing on a salesperson. So how do you bridge that gap? How do you create a scenario where there's accountability built in to a support network? Okay. I want you to think about that. So number two, I want to talk about practice. So you can sit down with your sales reps and you can guide them through examples of how a call might go. And maybe you record it, maybe you transcribe it, maybe you turn it into a script. That's awesome. But there's nothing better than when they've gone through the call and go, oh, that didn't go very well. What am, what can I do with it? Right? And so then they can show up and do a role play calls. They can go through and practice. Practice in a safe place, right? Now, it can be with you as the business owner. Uh, but again, it's more of your time. So where do you create a safe place for your peak performance sales professionals to continue to practice? Think about that. What's the, what's the piece for you that, that, that the space that you can create? It's tough, right? We're, we're busy. So you want to find a, cha- a, a space where you've got that accounting built in, accountability huh, built in. So Think about where that can come from. Okay. So that, that the role play is such a key piece because what'll happen, and this kind of ties in with accountability. If you don't give them the space for it, they probably won't do it. Right. We know that when, you know, when, if all things are equal, environment makes a huge difference. And so what's the environment that your team's in? Are they sitting next to people in a physical office? Let's say who are all complaining about leads. And so even the most positive person in the room gets drugged down or are they virtual salespeople who sit at their home and the only interaction they have is with the people they call. How can you create that environment for, for them to stay on point, to keep them accountable, to have them go do these role plays. And even more so 
how can you keep their head in the game? So I don't know about you, but there's been many times where things didn't go my way in a sales call or in business and I got frustrated. And then no matter what I did, I couldn't seem to get myself refocused. Well, one, you can go to your sales rep and let them reach out to you actually and get them to tell you what the challenges are. And you can take the time to coach them through it and you should. But again, more of your time, right? But they need that place to stay on the ball. They need that support so that if something's getting in their way, if they're like, oh, I don't know what it is, but for some reason I get stuck when people say I don't have any money, right? Well, I know that it's probably something internally for them that's making an issue, creating the issue. I know that. But short of you hiring me to come and hang out with your sales team, I can't do anything about it from a distance, right? So how do you create that that opportunity for them to speak about it, to talk through the challenges, to get laser-focused support on getting their head back in the game? That's three, okay? Inner game, mindset, whatever you want to call it. Um, Part four, how do they keep growing? So let's just say um, beyond the sales calls, beyond the actual activity, one thing that differentiates someone that I would call a peak performance sales professional or someone that's in the business of sales from somebody that would describe themselves as a sales rep is that they're looking at that big picture. They're focusing on strategy. They're saying, hey, I need to generate interest. I need to find leads. I need to find prospects. And I need to make sure that as they go on this journey, they have the best experience possible. So how can I influence that? How can I identify gaps in the process and come up with solutions? Right? If you've ever had a sales rep who says, this isn't working, or, their leads aren't good, um, you know, and come up with excuses, well, that's someone that's a sales rep. They're not a peak performance sales professional because someone that is a peak performance sales professional is someone that finds the solutions. They might find challenges, right? It's always great to look at your system and improve it. But if it doesn't come with solutions, it becomes a time waster. So you want someone that's coming to you with solutions. So how do you allow them time and space to step outside of the day-to-day work that they do to be exposed to other strategies, to be exposed to what's working in the industry? They need to be engaged. They need to be continually honing their craft. And if we go back to when they're actually on the calls, okay, so that's, that's global strategy. Okay, so that's one, two, three, four. Yeah, that's four. I should have (laughs) labeled these out better. Number five is laser-focused support. And and, And so this is like, where can your team go to get really detailed coaching that is going to support the, the challenges that they're facing right now. So we talked about the role play, which is good. But where else can they go to to fix each little piece? So, hey, I'm having challenges with this objection. Hey, this is the process. I'm sending out proposals and people aren't getting back to me. Hey, I can't seem to close in the first call. How do I effectively position it so that they'll answer on the second call? So the parts of the process in the sales the sale that they're doing and they're having challenges with. Because every one of these areas will improve the sales for your company. But if you need to do it all yourself, it's going to take hours and hours. And very soon, even if you do it all right, 
you end up being in a position of a sales manager, which let's be real. That's you know another full-time position that you could hire for and you're going to invest a bunch of money in. So where else can you get it? And we're going to get to talk about that in a second. But those are the five core pillars of peak performance. Now, Jim Rohn has this amazing quote. He says, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Well, who are you up spending the most time with? Is it you? Are you jumping on calls with them throughout the day, checking on the numbers? Or can you create an opportunity where they're surrounded by people in you know, a network who are all fighting to be at the top of their game? How can you create that opportunity? How can you surround your rep, or let's say two reps, with people who want to push as hard or harder than they do? So those are the key pieces, and these are the problems that business owners face. So whether you have a team of one or a team of none, or even a team of like five or six people, that ongoing process of training and optimization and ensuring that they're always on their game is a major, major challenge. So tell me in the comments below this, um, or you know, there, there's a link as well if you're um, if you're listening to uh, to the podcast here, there's a link in the in the show notes. Um, but I want you to tell me what challenges you're facing in these. What which of these resonate with you? What are the what are the biggest issues? The last time you tried to hire a salesperson, what was the problem? Maybe out of all these, you know, we talked about these pillars, but maybe you just feel like they're not engaged enough in your business. Maybe you don't have the leads or the support system to keep them focused. Because if you're hiring someone that's on a commission basis, there's a decent chance that you're not the only client they're working with, right? How do you keep them on point and totally committed to you? It's really challenging. So this is what I want to do. One, I would love to answer any questions that you have about being in peak performance, now these five pillars of peak performance. But also, I want to actually invite you to have a chat with me or my team if these are the problems you're experiencing and you want a solution. See, I mentioned the peak performance network where the sales reps on the teams that I run are all there always optimizing their skills. They're finding the newest things that are working in the industry. They're getting laser-focused support on the challenges that they're facing. They're jumping on role-play calls, and we're going through every step of the sales call and even the sales process. And they're getting on calls with someone who specializes in the inner game of sales. This is what we call the Peak Performance Network. And the most common ways that I see it used, there's three ways. One, if you're a sales professional, or your sales rep that wants to become a peak performance sales professional, or you want to be part of this, this inner network of people to say, Hey, look, you know what? I'm not just a sales rep. I'm someone in the business of sales. Okay. That's one. Come talk to me, message me in the comments below this, or click the link that's below the video or in the show notes. Two, You're a small business owner that does not have a sales rep and you think you want to outsource your sales, but you're not ready. Okay, I'm not here to call you out on not being ready. But if you don't have your processes written down, you're not ready. So what I'd love to see for you is I would love to see you personally come and join the network. 
Okay. See if you're the right fit. You can apply. It's an application process. You got to have a conversation with one of my team. Um, but apply to see if you're the right fit because in the network for you, we're going to get you even better at the sales you do, especially if you're the only salesperson in your business. You're fully responsible for the sales. Come join the network and we'll help you map out your sales process. And my goal for you is that in the next 90 days, you can have us helping you hire your first two commission sales reps. Now, three, if you're someone who has sales reps and you just understand how much energy it takes to manage them, you understand how much time and focus it takes to review recorded calls, to um, go through their activity reports, to have conversation with them about their challenges, to coach them, to support them, to um, make sure their head's in the game, to what probably feels like chasing them, what might feel like you're herding cats if you've got more than one rep. Okay, and, and I get it. And no offense to the cats, <laughs> you know. Um, as salespeople, I'll tell you, sometimes we're, we're a bit hard to handle. We're a little high maintenance. So it can be exhausting. So for you, also go click the link, message me below, because I want to talk about how we can have you come into the network personally to learn some skills to optimize you from a leadership perspective. But also let's bring your sales reps in. Let's have your whole entire team shift from sales reps to peak performance sales professionals. So that instead of having your team say, the leads are bad, I don't want this, uh, I, I don't I don't want to work like this, um, the sales are, aren't coming and it's all the leads fault. Or if you've got a, t- a company that's bigger and they're blaming marketing, marketing sending me leads that are junk, right? If that's the conversations you're hearing, we need to help shift their mindset. We need to shift from being a sales rep to being in the business of sales. So if that's you, then click the link below, uh, message me in the comments. Um, Let's get into a conversation. I want to talk to you about that because these are the problems that we can solve. And finally, if you happen to be that solopreneur, that small business owner that does have their processes mapped out, you've got a system down pat, you're rocking your own sales. And you know that in order to scale, you need to pull yourself out of that sales role and have amazing sales professionals fill that spot for you. Message me as well, because I've got the ability to help recruit you two or more of the top peak performance sales reps, not just in your city, not just in your state or province, not just in your country. We have a process that allows us to attract top talent from all over the world. I've got a sales team right now and sales reps throughout the teams that I run uh, from Thailand, from Estonia, from, uh, from Nigeria, from Canada, from the U.S., like from all over the world. I don't care where you're from as a sales rep. I care where your head's at. All right, so if that lands with you guys, let me know. Post, uh, you can post in the comments if you want with which one of these things represents you, but shoot me a message or click the button below if you're watching the replay and this video or audio is embedded on a page or it's in the show notes for the podcast. Let me know, okay? My goal for you is to help you build a scalable sales team. I want you to be able to have a well-oiled sales machine in your business while you sit back and work on your business, not in your business. 
Sales is one of the most important functions in your business. And I dare say it is the most important. If you don't have sales, you don't have a business. So don't leave it to chance. Don't leave it to, you know, the free recruiting ad that you're going to post online. Put yourself in a position where your business invests in the resources so that that most valuable role in your company is not only filled with somebody amazing, but someone that has the ongoing support they need to be optimized and stay at peak performance. Okay, guys. So that's the five pillars of peak performance. Would love to know what your favorite part was. Um, To run through them again, we've got the accountability. We've got role play calls. We've got mindsets. We've got laser focused coaching and we've got the global strategy. Okay. Those five pillars. Let me know what you think. Which one resonates with you? I want to have a conversation around this. So let's have it go beyond this show. And if you have any questions, go and check out this replay and previous episode replays at salesteamrescue.com. Give me a moment. I'm going to put that on the screen. Boom. All right. Go to salesteamrescue.com. And as always, remember, guys, get uncomfortable, get results. We will see you next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. I'm your host, Jeremy DeMerchant. Keep selling. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com.